Welcome to the Move With Us podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, relationships and life. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Rach and I are back in the studio. We have a little bit of a fun episode today. I so love this idea, just saying. It was Emma's idea. Loved yeah, it. Rach was like, do you have any ideas? And I was like, why don't we do a what would you do in this situation? So we've gotten you to write in. Yeah via Rachel's Instagram. Formal disclaimer, we are obviously yes. not professionals. We're not professionals. This is fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Let's we're just... going to give what we would do. Like we're not saying it's yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. This is just what we would do. Here's the situation. Okay. We'll, we'll roll them out. Let's roll them out. So first one, my boyfriend's mum comes to see me and shows me my engagement ring. I didn't <laughs> know a proposal was coming up or that the ring was already there and proceeds to say, this is your engagement ring. I just want to see how it fits, but promise me you're not going to tell him. This is our secret. I cried so badly in my room. I felt so robbed of an experience that's a bit sad I'm actually that is that's really sad like that is like that's that's really no offense to the mother-in-law but honestly get just get the ring resized no (laughs) if it doesn't fit offense to the mother-in-law you couldn't have not known what you were doing it's a surprise I don't understand why people feel the need to be involved in certain things yeah okay so what would I do in that situation this is really hard you know what I see because if you don't tell your partner though you're running the risk that at some point in the next 60 years of your life I would tell them the mother-in-law Sure. is going to say something like oh but I told I so and so so yeah be, you have to tell them yeah. but it's just ruined your whole proposal to the person you want to be with for the rest of your life I would say can you go away change the ring and just wait a certain amount of months and surprise me with it again because that but would what be what if they've like oh. what if they've gone you know maybe you can't change the ring well first of, first off I feel like relationships in in-laws there's, there's oh, always so many problems but for me I'm like I probably would have said something to the mother-in-law that's a really hard situation. I would be crying too. And, I would be so upset. I would say something to her. I'd be like, why would you show me the ring? That's so, so upsetting. And I would I would express how I feel to her. But I would also obviously express how I feel to my partner. But all like real, like I'm just shook. But also depending on the relationship between her and the mother-in-law, like you also don't want to cross boundaries yeah. there. Like what can you say really? Like I think the partner would be pretty upset if he's gone to all I this I would effort. definitely tell the partner. Yeah. But I just think I feel that is a very sad... I don't think you have to be rude, but yeah. you could definitely pull them up. If, Maybe do not do that. But yeah, definitely. I Honestly, I really for, feel for you. That's, that's an absolutely horrendous. devastating situation. I, yeah, I would be really upset. These are very much relationship ones. I love it. So this one's a bit long, but my best friend of 20 years is marrying someone who I think is so wrong for her. He has a child that he never sees and ignores and she's just okay with ignoring it as well. He doesn't pay child support. It all bre- it breaks my heart because I know she's better than him. He is a very late he's very lazy, doesn't do much for others, isn't social, and she's such a social butterfly. When we are all together in a room, he just sits there. I truly think she's marrying him for money and won't admit it. Wow, this is intense. However, she's very stubborn and hard-headed, doesn't take advice from others well, and I haven't said much because when I share my opinion, she gets defensive. I truly don't know what she sees in him, but I see so much more for her than him. What do I do? Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, Well, we can both go. But personally, I think that unfortunately it's just not your decision. Agreed. And if you've already tried to hint towards things and your friend has gotten defensive, that's a pretty evident sign that she doesn't want to hear what you have to say. It's like a bit of a warning. So Mm. if it were me, I wouldn't go there because she's already made it pretty clear she doesn't want to hear your opinion. Yeah, and I mean, listen, there's been lots of things in my lifetime that I haven't 
agreed with my friends doing or choices that they have made. But at the end of the day, I am their friend. I'm there to support them, but I'm not there to make their life decisions. Uh, And I think that I did try like early on when I was young, I would always, you know, get so upset and angry if I felt like my friend was making the wrong decision. But then I I kind of learned like it's there. They have to learn that lesson, whether it be right or wrong. Maybe she marries this guy and they're together forever. Maybe she marries him and she realizes all this and, you know, they they break up. But it's unfortunately just not your place. But the worst part is, is that it ends up coming like between you and them. It's hard to be around. (laughs) Yeah. But again, it's like, unfortunately, you know, I always say this, some friendships that they don't last forever. And these are very much reasons why, you know, maybe you don't get along with their partner or they move away or you just, you don't have common interests anymore. Listen, I hope that doesn't happen for you. I hope you guys can work through this, but I kind of don't think that there's much that you can do in this situation. Um, Unfortunately. And she's going to be defensive because if she loves this guy, yeah. she's going to see a lot of different things to what you see. I always yeah. call it, what's the rose-coloured rose glasses? glasses. Yeah. yeah, It's so, you know, from the outside, you're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. can't you see it? But we've all been there. We've, we've all, all been, been in, in it. The, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had this with Emma with one of her, like this is when we're like literally teenagers, yeah. guys. But she just thought this guy was the bee's knees. I, and <laughs> I, I remember being like. <laughs> Looking back. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what is it? I, I couldn't understand. And he just wasn't the nicest guy. And, you know, but she realised that. I had to go through it. Yeah, it just wouldn't have worked if you had come to me and been like, I would have been like, stop telling me what to do. Stop telling me how to live my life. And then you start hiding things. Yeah, and then that's the worst. So then it's like, well, then you half become like isolated from their life. I don't know. Personally, from my personal experience, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. But also, like, unfortunately, your opinion's just not going to have an impact. Yeah, the way you want it to. All right. How to make friends in a new city? I'm new to Adelaide and struggling. Making friends in general is just difficult. I feel finding, not only like finding like your people, and we actually did a really good podcast on this with the um, two broke chicks. You should listen to it. They give great advice because they're best friends and they actually met like later on in life. Mm. And if I look at my friend group now, a lot of my friends are people I've met later on in life because obviously Emma and I moved from Townsville, then we went to Sydney and then we moved to Gold Coast. So each time you're kind of starting over. Friends and it it is hard. Yeah, well, you've got to find people who, you know, enjoy the same thing, have the same sense of humor. And I've always thought because we're from a family that is so close I've always felt like we're kind of privileged in that we've never felt the need I've never been like I really need friends yeah because if I need to hang out not need but if I want to hang out with someone or enjoy someone's company I have my my family to do that with so it it, Mm. it's kind of like it gives you a bit of an out but in a way it's not the greatest because like yeah like it's great but like it does kind of prevent you from being pushed to make friends oh yeah like you know compared to if you actually needed to oh 100 and I feel I personally I'm like quality over quantity and I only have a couple of good friends I have a lot of like acquaintances and people I'll catch up with it in business but my time is so limited with like all my travel and work and this and that like even when I'm back this trip there's like three or four good friends I'm seeing and then the rest of my time is with my family so but even that even trying to fit all that into five days as well as work it's yeah it's a lot but that's why I'm kind of I'm very satisfied with what I have I think though like if you are trying to make friends I think a couple of things like depending on if you know anyone it's always good like if you have that one 
one person just to get out into social situations. And sometimes you don't even end up being friends with their direct friends, but you meet people. And when you're meeting different groups and different people, you have an ability to like engage Mm. in different conversations. I find with Alina, so I have friends, none of my close friends on the Gold Coast have babies. Like none. So I actually went to a baby and mum actually pushed me to do this because I was like, oh, like it would be nice to have friends who have babies just because it's it's the season I'm in Mm. and so on the weekend I go to this like sensory class and it's all about the babies so even if you don't know anyone you go and you just like you're with your baby and you just like do these little activities (laughs) is this the same sensory class that everyone got gastro from (laughs) yes (laughs) I must read gastro through the whole family (laughs) <laughs> I did. <laughs> we love well, that. Actually, Alina got Alina, gastro. Alina, Alina, <laughs> spread it. Adam's parents Everyone were visiting down. gastro. Yeah. Dad visited gastro. But dad, dad hasn't vomited since when? <laughs> 1987. <laughs> Our dad doesn't vomit, guys. Like, it's a full thing. Like, he just doesn't vomit. It's really strange. So, anyway, he was half proud of himself. He's like, I've lost a couple of kilos. And we're like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> oh, my God. He was happy. Honestly. But it did help me meet people yeah. who have babies who I can, like, talk baby stuff 100%. with. Like, did you sleep? I don't know. I just think, so, yeah, you've got to, like, put yourself out. And the first day I went, I was actually really late for my class and I missed it. Oh. Right? Oh, no. And I was so upset. And I texted mom and I was like, I missed my class. Like, it's so typical. And mom was like, just go into the next one. They run every 30 minutes. Like, they're only 30 minutes long because wow. babies don't have yeah. huge attention spans. So she's like, just go in the next one. I'm like, no, I'm embarrassed. And she's like, go into the next one. <laughs> so I'm like, so I ended up going into the later class. And I actually, that's where I met these oh. girls. So it was like, I think back to that day. And I, I, I literally, I so easily could have just gone home, yeah. like, hopped in my car, kind of been sad and, and never gone back. And instead, I put myself out there. I was so overwhelmed and nervous because I didn't know anyone. And I ended up meeting, like, people by fate. So I just Mm. think, I don't know, sometimes you have to be uncomfortable. And I've definitely felt that. It's important for us to actually put ourselves in in situations where we feel uncomfortable. What I love the most is I love how we still always call (laughs) mum. It's like, (laughs) mum, help! Get in there. I literally, literally, like I call mom and I'm like, mom, I missed it. She's like, how did you miss it? That's oh, a whole guys. other issue. I'm always late because everything always goes wrong. But yeah, so I think I putting relate. yourself in situations mm. where you know, like, you know, you're going to kind of find your people. Like if you're at the gym, sounds crazy. I feel like I've got this newfound confidence since having to meet people with Alina. But like if you see someone doing a yeah. work, like, oh, like, do you yeah. come here? Much? Like having conversations, like these days people are kind, they're friendly. Mm. Put yourself out there. Mm. If you love going to gym, yeah. you know, get to know a local gym, suss out the gals. Yeah. Go to places where you, you would enjoy like, yeah and you enjoy yeah. it because then it's me- like like-minded people. yes yeah <laughs> stop finishing out <laughs> other sentences so a good one here and one I actually got a topic on this the other day someone dm'd me about it but someone's like how how do I deal with being shamed for what I wear and this is like the reason I want to do this one is because a girl actually messaged me the other day and she's like hey Rachel you know I go to the gym I wear a lot of crop shop but I'm having a really hard time lately because I've been told that wearing crops makes other women in the gym feel uncomfortable and that I'm asking for men to act inappropriately around me she's like you know what what are your thoughts on this well guys (laughs) I'm not sure you want to know but you know the first thing I sort of said to her I was like well first off as I deal with like most things in life I'm like really their opinion 
is not about business. That's yeah. always my first thing. I'm like, if they want to think that, that's literally their own projection and maybe that's how they feel, that's what they believe in. They're not They're not exactly not allowed that. They're, they're yeah. entitled to have an opinion. But personally, as a female and as a female who, before I even started Crop Shop, went to a very male-dominant gym, this is like literally 10 years ago, and I would wear these like little, you know, fashion-y crops. They weren't active wear. They were kind of just from like City Beach or Supre, and I would wear them to the gym. And I would get so many comments about it. I would get, you know laughed at especially by men men saying you know I want attention I want this or that and I remember just thinking well you know what at the end of the day I was like I feel so confident and so good about myself and I think that fashion is a way that we can express ourselves and I think wearing what makes you feel most like yourself is going to make you the best version of yourself because yeah I just think yeah I know it's hard I know it's hard to not care but like if something makes you feel good I always say good you're most happy when you're being the mo- your most authentic self yeah. and if wearing what makes you feel like you can express yourself or feel good or confident or whatever that is I'm like go for it and you know the same people now would be telling me that I couldn't have started an active wear brand and I couldn't have done this and I couldn't have done that and you know what if I would have listened I wouldn't have done some of the most amazing things that I've done in my life and that just keeps reiterating to me that like do what you believe in and keep your head down and focus on what makes you happy and brings you joy because honestly people will always have an opinion and to be honest mostly when it's negative it's a projection and a a reflection of themselves and not and not of you so you know I feel very passionate about that topic wear Wear that crop that crop wear those booty shorts like booty shorts honestly I'm yeah wear the bright colors yeah wear whatever you want wear the white tights wear whatever you feel comfortable in Honestly, people just need to worry about themselves. If we all worried about what we were doing more, I think the world would honestly be a better place. Anywho, (laughs) moving on. I'm moving overseas in a few months to pursue my career playing professional sport. Congrats. That's amazing. So exciting. And don't know whether to do long distance or not with my boyfriend. We love each other so much and are constantly talking about our future together, but he ended his last relationship because she was moving away. He thinks that there is no way that it would ever work and already gets upset about it every time we see each other, even though it wouldn't be for another few months. He is really hurting so much thinking about it because he knows how hard it was last time. Can I have like a, a say like a bit of a tough love thing? Yes. I think that <clears throat> if if he's already going into the situation with the mentality that it's not going to work, like regardless of why he's thinking that, if he's thinking that and he can't take the approach that like it's going to work, then I see that as a red flag already because I just, unless... We've both done it, so we both yeah. can totally relate. You if, have to be so committed and yeah. both of you, like... You both you both need to want the relationship to work enough yeah. to be able to get through something you, you like long distance. No, yeah, you can't be saying to... like. One person can't be saying, "Oh, I just don't see how this is going to work. It's not going to work." No, especially I can't already, do this. already, you like haven't you even haven't tried. Even moved, I would be like a bit, and also it kind of like ruins the experience for you a little bit. In that you know you've just gotten this amazing opportunity, and it's like this really you know exciting feeling, and you half have to. Well, you're going to be overseas. Feeling and you're going to be on the phone yeah. to this person who's telling you that they can't do it. Mm. It's going to upset you when really like your focus needs to be on like your new career. And I just think, listen. Long distance is so really difficult. I, 
I will not shy away from the fact that it takes both people to be extremely committed to the relationship. And that's where like it's only in, was it interstate or intrastate, whatever the. It doesn't say, but I'm thinking. No, there, she, this girl's overseas. Oh, overseas, in, like, international. We did states. Mm. Like we tried, we were in the same country. We just traveled state to state. So like, and that was hard. If you're overseas, like that is going to be very challenging. Yeah. Even if you are both 1000% committed. So if one of you isn't Mm. that's like a recipe for like a bit of a disaster Mm. if you know it's just going to be quite hard if you're both not committed yeah so I would probably have that conversation like you can't convince him either so you kind of need to say listen I'm really I love you and I really want to make this work and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this work but But I need you in it but if you're not then like the decision's kind of being made and yeah I think that you probably need to have that conversation sooner rather than later because this dragging out is just going to make you feel worse about it. I, I feel really, I feel for you in that situation, but I do think you need to have that hard conversation like yeah. sooner rather than later. All right, moving on after years in a neglectful relationship and losing yourself. I feel like a lot of us can relate to yeah. the feeling of losing ourselves in a relationship. It's something I'm always super like aware of. Whenever I enter a relationship, I always make sure I'm still prioritizing the things that are important to me in life. And that's, you know, family, career, friends. And reason being is especially in the early stages of a relationship you get so caught up in you know you're infatuated with each other you want to spend every night together you want to do like you're 24 7 texting messaging you know and I do one thing I do like about or did like about long distance was it forced yeah it forced separation and it actually allowed you to work on the things that make up a relation a successful relationship like communication like, you know, working through challenging times. And you couldn't just move in with each other. It wasn't no. that, that and easy. You could, or like see each other every mm. night. But can I just say, for someone who has been in like just not so good relationships, not incredibly bad, but relationships that I've come out of and I've been like, you know what, like you definitely like can lose yourself a bit oh, if yeah. you're in a relationship that isn't, that is a bit neglectful or in a, in any way just not serving you. So I think when you come out of that, it, it's half like you have to check yourself mm. and you have to be like, okay, I, I get and like self-reflect. I get that I have kind of fallen into this. How can I come back to the person that I know I am? Mm-hmm. And like 100%. And, and I think that starts with like the smallest things, like make a list of things you're going to do for yourself each day, yeah. whether that move your body, you know, eat nutritious foods, set goals, write lists. You know, once you start proving to yourself each day and, and taking care of yourself, you'll be amazed at how your confidence starts to build back but up. Also, like be a bit selfish. Yeah. Like I'm going to do like, you know, self-care regimes. Yeah. Sounds so simple, but God, they feel good when you like put time and energy into it and it's just all about how you yeah. feel. Dance yeah. in your living room too. Like honestly, guys, I was I've only been single for about a year in my life, yeah. like as in well, from a very young age. But I made the most of that year. I honestly had so much fun with myself. I yeah. didn't have flings. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't in like those like constantly in and out of messaging. Like I just had no interest. I was like, you know what? I am gonna be so selfish this mm-hmm. year. And anytime I would think about, oh, I'm lonely or I'm this or I'm that, I would remind myself this won't be a forever thing no. so enjoy the time you have in all areas and all I guess stages of your life because for me that year I, I think I look back on it now and like it brings me so much happiness I really found out like so much about myself I spent so much time alone I did so much self-care whether it well, be it's walking on the beach like, yeah you grow as a person and then you, you you can show up for that next relationship so much better yeah so honestly enjoy the time and start putting that time 
time into yourself. Yeah, like don't don't see it as like, oh, I'm at this thing and I've got nothing and I'm starting with nothing. See it as like, I have this opportunity right now to give myself absolutely everything and like do as much as you can for mm. yourself in that time. I love that. All right. So I still live at home with my parents who I love, but it has been really difficult because I feel like I'm always in flight mode. I never have alone time with my partner who also lives at his parents one hour away or myself. My partner and I want to buy a house within a year, but what would you do in the meantime? It affects my mental, physical and emotional well-being. I appreciate you ladies so much and all that you do. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, that's a tough one. Can you like can you rent? Do you need to wait to buy? Maybe sometimes like if you're save like if Yeah, like, I guess if you're saved, you know, sorry, yeah, if you're saving too. Can you spend more time? Can you make your room more of a sanctuary mm. so that when you're at home, you can spend longer stints of time alone and not in a rude way, but just in a like I'm going to desensitize myself to like everything mm. else going on like and just Yeah. That is tough though. Like some people's parents don't go out much. So yeah. imagine just never having like the house to yourself. Yeah. And especially in a relationship. If But what else do you, mm. what else can you do? Like if you can't rent and you can't, like how do you best? <laughs> Mum is in the corner looking after Alina laughing at us because <laughs> we, we, we lived at home till we were like. <laughs> was what? it like 26? It was yeah. whenever we Emma moved. was 26. <laughs> Emma's 26 and I remember my parents like, Rachel, you need to move out. I like, Emma won't move out. So I had to move out. Yeah, and you moved back in. I did move back in. I moved back in out of the unit I was living in Emma with because I didn't like it. But honestly, personally, we just spent a lot. What is so wrong with living at home? We enjoyed it. We loved it. We just spent a lot of time, time in our room. Yeah, like. that's what I was thinking though. Like, And our rooms weren't anything crazy, but we had like, you know, our little computer and we mm. had, I don't know, we just kind of set our up. But early on when like you were like, Mum and Dad, we need time with our boyfriends. Like I like when I was early yeah. on, I feel I me and my boyfriend at the time would just stay in the room a lot. Yeah, that's what we And my parents are like, Are you still in there? <laughs> 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 and you speak to a lot of parents now with teenagers they're like honestly it's like they don't live here like you never see them yeah but I do understand like that yeah it, it's tough especially if you don't get along with your parents oh I, no I would she said that they do get yeah, along yeah I would just be them. building I'd be making my room yeah. a bit of a sanctuary put a tv in there if you want to watch tv like could you potentially ask your parents for a certain time on the weekend where you can have like the living room or something yeah that's not a bad idea I do think like if you if, look, but it's a, if it's really affecting my thing is buying a house straight away obviously like that's that's a lot of pressure okay question what if we like take a step back and instead of having the house goal to buy in a year what if you extend the house goal yeah rent Rent because you can put some towards rent and some towards saving and yes it means like your house goal might go back it's going to take longer for you to save the deposit but at the same time you're also getting your own space that's what that's probably what i that's what i would be doing and like no it's not ideal because the goal longer yeah. but yeah if it's really affecting yes, you I like think heavily. that you need a short-term solution and, and rent somewhere but maybe it's not as nice as your parents house but if you want it's, that time and that's most and important yeah there is something I mean listen I would still live with my parents if I could <laughs> I absolutely loved it but I do understand just like you know even now just having your own space yeah. is, is really healthy yeah that would probably be yeah one I'm, way to sort of navigate it so this one's another clothing one. I've got a close friend who is a couple of years older than me and she's constantly putting me down in terms of what 
what I wear. We have very similar tastes and often buy the same pieces. And she will say rude remarks and try to embarrass me if I'm excited over something. I don't know how to deal with this. So some tips on friendship slash putting yourself first slash letting go of toxic friends. I would definitely start with confronting the situation. And if that doesn't work, I would then look at maybe distancing yourself a little bit. Yeah, look, I've got to admit, like sometimes it's really hard to be so like, this is how I feel. Because especially Mm. if this person's already putting you down, Mm. you're a bit like timid. You're probably a bit like, oh, like, can I like I don't want to make this worse like maybe maybe even like step away a little bit and if that person notices enough like cares enough to notice and be like hey is there something wrong well sometimes people don't even realize they're doing it and I know that sounds terrible but no, but it is true it is true and I think sometimes especially if someone does that and you half are like oh yeah haha like and it's a bit becomes a bit of a thing then they start to feel more comfortable to do it so I personally think pulling it up when it's when it happens but also having a conversation where you're like listen I really don't appreciate when you do this and that can you please make an effort like it it doesn't make me feel good and if they can't change and respect that then I would I personally would be distancing myself because I always say and I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day it's super important that when you leave a hangout or a conversation that you sort of like assess how you feel post that yeah and if you're really de-energized and you feel kind of shit about yourself and sad and this and that I would probably consider that like that friendship and that environment because we do have a choice as to what environment we put ourselves in and as I said like I don't have much time so in that time I do have I want to hang out with people that make me feel good and that I can learn from and that we can have you know intelligent conversations and you know intimate conversations vulnerable conversations I wouldn't really appreciate being constantly belittled so. No, no, and no one deserves to have that happen. Like whether it's in a family situation, a friend situation, like mm. I just think speak up if someone can't appreciate what you're saying mm. or they don't value what you're saying then so that was 30 minutes of what would you do I actually loved that and there was lots more so I would love to do this again we could do like a um, part two part two so let us know if you guys like it and if you do we can definitely do it again but we're keeping these short and sweet because it's something a little different mm. well thanks Thank for tuning for in as always we love you guys and I'm not sure if you can hear Alina but oh. we've got to go <laughs> bye bye